welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs that Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients and the communities we serve. Today, we are talking about something that's really unique here to Eskenazi Health, and I would say health centers or health systems everywhere. It's the spa at Eskenazi Health, and um, a lot of people I know consider a trip to a spa as an indulgence. But proper skin care is very, very, very important, uh, and we'll get into I, I think I, I think I can argue that I can bring my parents up on charges, but we'll get into that in just a second. But um, we, we have us, uh, today with us, we have our estheticians, uh, Kimberly Schurfeld and Ellie Hubener. Good, mo- good afternoon. Good morning. Hello. Welcome. Good I'm not morning. Sure. I think we're in yes. the afternoon at this point. Afternoon. Oh, it is afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Kimberly, we'll start with you. Uh, Kim or Kimberly, which would you prefer? Kim. Kim. Okay, Kim. A uh, little bit about yourself, background, how long you've been with Eskenazi and go. Absolutely. So I have have been a licensed esthetician since 2005, so close to 20 years now. Um, and I have been with Eskenazi since 2010, so I am coming up on my 13-year anniversary with wow. Eskenazi. Congratulations. Yes. Welcome. Yes. You know the weird thing about Eskenazi is you say you've been here for 13 years and you almost still feel like a new person because there are so many people who've been here 20 plus years. Like that's, I'm on my seventh year true. and I still feel like I'm like a new hire mm-hmm. uh, compared to some other people. Uh, Ellie Hubener, same question, a little bit about your background. Um, so yeah, I've been a licensed esthetician since 2017 and in May I'll be with Eskenazi for a year. Um, and I have a dermatology background, and I come from makeup, too. So, so you're still, like, finding the bathrooms in oh, this place. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes, definitely. I'm still finding stuff in <laughs> yeah. this place, even after all these years, yes. So so the spa at Eskenazi Health, uh, it's affiliated with the Richard M. Fairbanks Burn Center. In fact, if you uh, the Richard M. Fairbanks Burn Center is on the fourth floor of the, uh, of the uh, Sydney yeah. and Lois uh, Eskenazi Hospital. And right off the elevators to the right is the spa. You know, it, it's right. It's right there. It's really easy to find. Um, can you tell us, you know, when the spa was first opened and kind of how it's evolved to get to this conversation here? Sure. So the spa originally opened in, I believe it was two, it was 2005 or 2006, and it started um, as something for burn patients. Mm-hmm. So once burn patients are in the outpatient burn setting, um, it's that kind of middle between when they when they're completely released, before they're completely released from from our care. So when patients are referred to us, they do have to be referred to us from the clinic. Um, it's once their skin or their graft sites have already healed over, and they may be referred to us for something called image enhancement, which is our camouflage makeup that we do. They may be referred for chemical peels to help even out the pigmentation in their skin, um, or they may be preferred for scar massage, for a massage therapist. So that's how it started. Um, and we do definitely see burn patients at, at all the time. Not necessarily all the time, but on a regular basis. Um, but um, that's how it started. But over the years since I've been here, we've really grown in our retail aspect of the spa. So it's mostly employees that come to us, but Anyone can come to us. You can be an employee. You can be a client of the hospital. You could be a family or friends. So anyone can come to the spa. Um, but our biggest clientele are employees that come and get services done. And I, 
employee pricing <laughs> obviously yes, there helps. Um, Ellie, we'll, we'll move over to you. So what sort of uh, services are, are available? So we move past burn patients, uh, but so what, what can employees or even uh, people who just say, hey, really, there's a spa at Eskenazi Health, I'm going to come. What, what What's offered? Yeah, so it's a pretty comprehensive menu. Um, we have facials, chemical peels, dermaplane, um, microneedling, uh, I think like our most popular services are uh, brow wax and tint, um, lash lifts are a hit. That's like one of our biggest things we do. Um, I think we do a lot of chemical peels and facials for the most part. Um, in summertime, like the surfaces change a little bit because you have to worry about like contraindications and things like that more in the summertime. But for the most part, it's facials and chemicals appeals are like the most popular service, so. And dermaplanes, I Oh, yeah. Say. Yeah, I was, my next question was, what, what is a dermaplane? As a guy sitting here with a beard, you can tell I'm probably not in a, <laughs> in a, in a spa very often. But so, yeah, no, I was going to ask, oh, what, what's dermaplane and then what is uh, um, uh, needling? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, so um, dermaplane, we use um, a, a surgical scalpel, mm -hmm. and we hold the skin taut, and we use it to scrape off the skin. Um, which doesn't sound pleasant, but it's actually really relaxing and nice. Um, so it removes dead skin cells. It removes the vellus hair or like the peach fuzz from your skin um, and has a bunch of different benefits. Like can over time helping with like brightening, anti-aging. It can help your skincare work a little bit better. Um, and then microneedling uses, maybe Kim can answer that a little better. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so a little so microneedling is also called collagen induction therapy. So microneedling uses a device that has multiple needles on it. And those needles, you, you rub it across the skin essentially, and those needles poke into the skin. You can either say it like it makes holes in the skin, or you could say it like it makes columns in the skin. And as this device is poking holes in the skin, your skin has to create a healing response. So it's creating all these very, very tiny little micro wounds in the skin, and then your skin has to heal. So when your skin starts to heal, and, and it's not instant, it happens over days and over weeks, um, but as your skin is healing and it's, it's creating more collagen, more elastin, and it can give you a more youthful appearance, it can be really good to help minimize pitted acne scars and wrinkles and overall just a smoother feel, um, better texture to the skin. I, I do like the uh, kind of the the joke we tell kids like what's the largest organ in your body and they go like brain heart and it's like no it's the skin believe it or not it, it's it's life so that's what makes it important because it is your armor it is your you know yep. your everything so I guess what are some what are some misconceptions about how people deal with their skin that you know as, as estheticians uh, you know some advice that you can offer to people to to make sure they maintain healthy skin. Sunscreen education yep. would be huge. Um, I think a lot of people have a misconception that if they don't ever get a sunburn, that it's not a big deal and that they don't need sunscreen. So sunscreen is helpful, one, to help prevent skin cancer, which is huge. You definitely want to prevent that. And two, I would say it's your number one product that you can use for anti-aging. You know, we have a lot of products out there and a lot of services and treatments that can help with anti-aging. But one of your number one things that you can do to help prevent is wear sunscreen and wear it on a daily basis. Wear it whether it's sunny, whether it's cloudy outside. Um, you can still get a sunburn on a cloudy day. You can still get, you still have sun exposure on a cloudy day. Um, 
So wearing wearing sunscreen is probably the biggest thing that I think people have a misconception with that they don't have to do, um, or that they only have to wear it in the summertime and not the wintertime. Mm-hmm. So just wearing daily, it's something that we recommend to all of our retail clients, and it's absolutely something we recommend to our burn patients. Um, with burn survivors, their skin, um, and especially if they've had grafts, it's just more sensitive, and they're going to get a sunburn easier, or it's going to be more... Um, irritated easily with heat on the skin. So sunscreen would be one of the number one things. And when you talk about uh, sunscreen, we're not necessarily talking about go get the copper tone SPF 50 and lather yourself up every single day to go to work. Like where can you, like it's in lotions, it's in, you know, what what works? Uh, where, where all can we get sunscreen from? From us. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> we have um, a couple different brands to choose from. The lines that we carry are PCA, Glow, uh, Taizo, and Elta. Um, And a lot of them, if not all of them, are partnered with the um, National Skin Cancer Association. So they're very good sunscreens. Um, We have options for every skin tone, so that's really good. Um, And then for burn survivors, there's physical sunscreens and chemical. Physical, in general, are better for people with sensitive skin or burn survivors. So we have um, sunscreens that are appropriate for burn survivors and just for clients, too. So And then, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think a lot of people also have the misconception that the only kind of sunscreen that's available is copper tone or any of those, which which I love. I love the smell of them, the banana boats and the copper tones and all that. I love the smell. And if we always tell people SPF 30 or above, you use what works for you. Um, But a lot of people think, well... I don't want to wear one of those types of sunscreens when I'm greasy, which is greasy and when I'm coming to work every day. So there are a lot of really, really good options out there. Very kind of elegant feeling on the skin. Um, Some options make you look a little, instead of greasy, we say dewy. So, or shiny, we say dewy or glowing. Um, But then there are other options that give you more of a matte finish. So you're not going to look greasy and it's not going to feel heavy on the skin. So lots of options out there. Um, We carry multiple options too. Um, But you can really find one that works best for you. And if you like it, you'll use it. I don't want to like go into brand names or anything, but they're most lotions, like face lotions have uh, an SPF value to them. And so you're just essentially putting on face cream or hand, hand quite, lotion. Or quite a bit like now. That. Yeah. yeah. Quite a bit of um, sunscreens are what we would call a lotion and a sunscreen together. Um, and we would of course tell you on your face, your neck, your ears, but really you want to apply it on any area that's exposed to the sun your chest, your arms, your hands. Um, A lot of people don't realize how much sun exposure we get just driving to work every day. And we've got our hands on the wheel and our arms are exposed. And even if you have tinted side windows, your front windshield is not tinted. And if you have a long drive, that's a lot of sun exposure that you're getting. And a lot of us don't really think about it when we're in our teens, 20s. But once we hit our 30s and above, it's when all the stuff starts popping out. <laughs> and it's not because last week we got too much sun. It's because the last 35 years we had sun exposure. And that's where the freckles and the moles and the, the age spots and the all the things start popping up. So, yeah, if you can start early with your sunscreen, then that's just one piece of the puzzle. But if you can start with that, then that's that's the way to go. I also think a misconception is that results are instant mm-hmm. when it comes to either products that people use or treatments that they get. Most of the time, 
it's a gradual progression when you're getting different treatments done to make a difference in your skin, whether you're wanting to help minimize acne, help with wrinkles, help minimize sun damage. It's a combination of a lot of different things. It's a combination of your home care products that you're using every day on a regular basis and a combination of professional treatments in the spa and possibly even going further to um, be in the care of a dermatologist and have services through them too. Uh, I, I want to go back to how you said minimum of SPF 30 on things. So when I was in high school and going to see a dermatologist, it was SPF 15 or nothing, anything below 15. You, But so we see how we've learned and moved. So now it's 30 or nothing is what you're saying. You got to, you got to get up to that. How, um, how does, how does SPF work? How is, how is, how, how is something determined as a 30 versus 15 versus remember back in the eighties where they're like, just throw like a five oil on you yep. and essentially fry yourself, but you'll be fine. Like what is, when someone sees SPF, what does that mean? And then as we get into like, no, you need 70 or something like that. How, how does that work? So the lower you go with your sunscreens, like an SPF 15, and again, I might not be right on the number of this, but an, an SPF 15, it's not bad. I don't want to say that, but it protects, for example, again, I don't, I don't think I'm correct on this, but around 93% mm -hmm. of the sun's rays from getting through. So you could do an SPF 15, but it's going to be better if you do an SPF 30. And if you do an SPF 40 or 45, it's going to be even better. Now, we would never tell anyone that even with an SPF 100, that your skin is absolutely 100% protected from all the sun's rays. But the higher that you go with your SPF level, the more protection you're going to get. You also need to be a little cautious. Sometimes the higher the SPF level, sometimes the more chemical-based sunscreens are in it, which is totally fine for some people. But if you have really sensitive skin, that could be an issue. So you could use an SPF 70 or an SPF 100, but overall SPF 30 or above is going to be really good. It's also about reapplying. Mm -hmm. So no matter what SPF level you're using, whether it's a 15, a 30, a 50, a 100, you're usually supposed to reapply at least every couple of hours. Mm -hmm. Or a lot of sunscreens will even have like on the container, it'll say that it's water resistant up to a certain amount of time. So a product might say water resistant up to 80 minutes. So that pretty much means if you've been playing in the water, if you've been sweating after 80 minutes, you need to reapply. So misconception is that you can put sunscreen on once and that's it for the rest of the day, but that wouldn't be the truth. I know we're spending a lot of time on, on sunscreen um, and tell me it's to very move, important. move off. But yeah, I think that's, you know, I, I think people don't realize just how important it is. So if there's a simple answer, I'm not sure, unprotected skin throughout the day, what what happens to the skin? What is the sun doing to you as you're going about your day if you have no protection? Also, another thing that can happen too with this, mm -hmm. just to like, yeah, go, no, you know. Yeah. So um, vitamin C is something that we also recommend during the day. Um, if skincare is important to you and you value that, you know, um, whether that's anti-aging or just keeping your skin healthy, but vitamin C is an antioxidant or even antioxidants in general protect our skin against free radicals um, that we run into throughout the day that break down our collagen and our elastin in our skin. Um, so that's kind of something that happens with a lack of sunscreen too. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that happens when the sun 
hits our skin, which, of course, we need the sun. Yeah. We don't want to live without it. <laughs> we need it. Helps us yeah. with vitamin D. Um, but when it comes to the skin, uh, a tan, for example, mm-hmm. we all like the look of a tan. But a tan is essentially our our body trying to protect ourselves mm-hmm. from something. So we may like the way that it looks, but technically a tan is... Skin damage. It's, it's skin damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's our body trying to protect itself. So, um, yeah, that's one of the things that happens when, when, again, we need the sun. We love it. So is, happy that it's getting sunnier outside. <laughs> what do you say to people who walk in with the idea of everyone needs a good solid blasting the beginning of the summer, and then you're fine. And why can I bring my parents up on child abuse uh, charges for when I was younger, just saying, yeah, you got your first burn of the summer. We're all good. Uh, why is that horrible? <laughs> I don't ever remember wearing sunscreen when See, I was a kid, is, too. Yeah, but in, and now we're at 30 or nothing, yeah, you may, know? It's, maybe I did. Yeah. Sorry, Mom, if you put it on me, and I don't remember. Um, but I think there's, there's just so much more evidence mm-hmm. out now of – the, the benefits of having cautious sun exposure. Um, we definitely get clients that come in and want us just to do the most aggressive treatment they can on their skin. And we always tell people that that's not the best way to go about things. Um, and especially right before the summer, right? Right before you're going to be out in the sun, in the heat, a lot of the treatments that that we do and um, and even more aggressive treatments that we don't do here, they're not appropriate in the summertime or you have to be very cautious in the summertime. So when someone comes in and tells you that they want the most aggressive chemical peel you can offer or the most aggressive microneedling treatment or whatever it may be, we as professionals have to tell them why that's not appropriate. And we try to err on the side of being conservative with things Um, But yeah, when someone comes in and wants something aggressive, we will explain why it's not a good idea to do that. And then we'll give alternatives that we can do that are appropriate for them. I want to get Ellie in here. here Uh, I I do know that we are, uh, the spa at Eskenazi Health is going to be part of the farmer's market. Um, When when they're out there, and that's going to be here on campus at the uh, uh, Sydney and Lois Eskenazi Hospital, I think the first one is mid-May, and then they'll be happening every few weeks throughout the summer. Um, So what are we going to uh, demonstrate at the farmer's market for the spa? If if people stop by the farmer's market, see the spa, are we going to be tips, samples? What what are we thinking for the, for the spa? Yeah, so we are going to be selling some products. So we'll have sunscreen there, maybe some other things too, but we are going to have some retail products you can check out. Um, we're going to have testers. If you want to try them on, you can. Um, I'm going to be doing, and Kim and I, we're going to be doing skincare consultations. So you can sit down. We can briefly look at your skin. You can ask us questions. We can kind of recommend what services or products to get. Um we might even be able to offer uh, scheduling services at that time if you want to like get in on the schedule. Um, so yeah. And I think also, as you mentioned, scheduling services. This is not a walk. We, unfortunately, you're not accepting walk-ins at this point in time. What's the process to go about, even for just to, to buy a buy something? You need to call ahead. So what's the process to get into the spa? Yes. So um, the best way to get in touch with us is just to call the spa phone number, which is three one seven eight eight zero six eight eight zero. 
Yes, that's the best way to get in touch with us. And then, of course, uh, you, that, that number is all EskenaziHealth.edu. Uh, you can go and get all the information uh, for, for the spa. If we can maybe shift away from sunscreen, because I think that's number one. Best thing you can do for yourself is put on sunscreen. So I guess what's number two? What is the best thing someone can do to protect their skin and to keep it healthy? I would say vitamin C. Like, mm -hmm. in my opinion, um, I would say if you wanted to have, like, a basic of you know, a skincare routine, um, vitamin C, sunscreen, and retinol. Um, so vitamin C can help brighten the skin. Um, it can help prevent, like, um, it's more of like an anti-aging product. And like I said, it protect, protects against free radicals. Um, and retinol checks a lot of boxes. It helps with anti-aging, fine lines and wrinkles. It does help with brightening too. Um, it can even help with acne. So that's a pretty good, like, foundation for a good skincare routine. Yeah, I think, and this is dating me, I think they prescribed when I, for acne when I was younger, Retin-A. Yeah, that still that's okay. what it is. Okay, yeah, is that, exactly. is that uh -huh. what it's morphed into is Retinol? Is that, is that, you know, I would have all these little sample little tubes, a green and white thing, and yeah, it was just, it was, but it worked. It was, it, it, it's crazy stuff. Um, let's talk about acne for, for a quick second, because lots of uh, high schoolers, kids, as they go through it, it's like they, oh, and you see pictures, like, I can't believe I look like that. Uh, how, what, what are some tips uh, to help treat acne? Um, obviously, yeah, we see it all over news, and there's all sorts, or not news, but commercials, and there's products, but what are, what are some of the things that, that kids can be doing right now to kind of help with that? Yeah, so exfoliation is pretty key um, in general, whether you have acne or not, we want to be exfoliating two to three times a week. You can do that with a serum, cleanser, scrubs. Um, that's just kind of like a basic advice for that. Um, a good skincare ingredient would be salicylic acid. That's one of the main things that we use in the spa if somebody has acne. So, mm. And another one would be benzoyl peroxide. Okay. Salicylic acid helps to kind of get down into your pores a little bit more. Um, to help clean them out. And then benzoyl peroxide is good for helping to kill bacteria. So some people will use one or the other with their skincare routine, and other people will use a combination. Um, you mentioned teenagers with mm -hmm. acne. We get a lot of clients, mostly women, but a lot of clients in their 30s or 40s with acne, probably a little more hormone-related, stress-related, <laughs> um, diet-related, um, but yeah, we also get a lot of, um, yeah, 30s and above for acne. And same things. We're going to tell them to exfoliate on a regular basis. We're going to recommend products that contain salicylic acid, possibly some benzoyl peroxide, and just being consistent with their skincare routine. So you just mentioned uh, diet can can impact uh, your the health of your skin. So what uh, is it just make sure you're eating a standy, standard healthy diet or are there like are there foods that kind of wreak havoc on your on your skin that you should maybe stay away from or in moderation? So I would say, you know, we're we're not doctors, we're not dietitians no. or anything, but at the same time foods to try to avoid if you're having acne issues and if you if you're having trouble treating it with topical products, avoid dairy, avoid extra sugar. Yeah. Yeah, okay. anything that's going to be inflammatory that way. But dairy and sugar tend to be two big culprits when it comes to acne on the skin. Um, you talk about regular exfoliating and everything. Can you overdo it? Yes. Is it, it can, you, can, you, can you scrub your skin into, might as well just deal with the acne at this point in time. Uh, how, what, how, do you, how do you teach someone how to, I guess, 
take care of their skin properly. Yeah, absolutely. So you can over exfoliate. You can use your retinol too often. Um, and you can damage your skin barrier. That's something that we work on a lot in the spa is strengthening and calming the skin and strengthening the skin barrier. Um, so we actually have like a skincare pad that shows you morning and night, a basic skincare routine to help you not over exfoliate. And like during facials, after facials, we can kind of teach you how to do it properly so you're not damaging your skin. Um, yeah, but in general, two to three times a week is a pretty good you know, if you're not overdoing it, pretty okay. So no wire brush twice a day. Just <laughs> no. no wire brush twice a day. Um, other types of skincare brushes for the skin, not twice a day. Um, any kind of gritty facial scrubs, mm -hmm. not twice a day. Again, that two to three times per week. If you're using something abrasive on the skin or a scrub, two to three times a week is usually appropriate. It's really, and especially in, in uh, uh, dermatology and, and skincare to watch the advances over over the years, because I, I go back to when I was in high school going to see a dermatologist for acne. He had this big light, uh, and he, he didn't use it anymore. But he was just he had bought this office as a farm, and I and I was like, "What is that?" And it was a a UV thing, and I was like, "What are you?" Well, then the old days, that's we used to shine that on you to get rid of your acne. As I as I did a word goes, yeah, it works. Gave you skin cancer, but yeah, I got rid of your acne. I mean, it's just it, it's amazing the things that used to be done that are now done wrong that you look back on and be like, I can't believe that. What were you thinking? You know, I've been in the skincare industry for almost twenty years now, mm -hmm. and so I definitely feel like I've seen uh, things come popular, not be popular anymore, maybe come back, and. In the end, I think sometimes it's something can be a fad, and even though it seems super popular at the time or that everybody's doing it, it's not necessarily something that you want to jump on that bandwagon because you kind of want to step back and see if it's something that's going to stick around for a while. Um, yeah, you talk about the UV light, yeah. you know. That's not something that, as far as I know, that's not really done anymore. There are other types of light therapy that are done for acne, but... UV light, as far as I know, would not be something that would be recommended. I, I just remember seeing it's just <laughs> this big monstrosity of a light. And essentially, yeah, they just cooked your face. And I, I, in high school, you have people come back from like a day at the beach and be like, look at how clean my skin is. You know, we'll yep. see you in 10. You know, it's, uh, and, and, and it's so true. Maybe it got rid of your acne, mm -hmm. but it can cause other issues five years down the road, yeah. 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. So you have to be cautious about that. Um, and yeah, things, things are popular, then things are not popular. And I think at the spa, we, we, we stick, I don't want to say with the basics because we don't just do the basics, but at the same time, we stick with treatments and products that are tried and true. We're not going to just go with the newest thing out there until it's been proven that it's a product that works or an ingredient that really works or a service that works. Is there a, uh, a fad right now that from your perspective you look at and be like, I can't wait until they figure out how horrible this is or that you'd like to maybe take a stand against right now? No? <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble and say anything. Um, people love putting um, ingredients from their kitchen on their skin yeah. and on their hair. 
Um, right, as I say, what's the craziest thing that you've, I guess, seen and be like, what, why are, no, just no, don't do that. No? Okay. I've, so I don't have TikTok. Yeah. I am so old and just hey, don't not, worry. I'm I, not in with it. Don't, with don't, all don't the sweat things. it. Don't, don't sweat it. But I do hear a lot of people say, I had a, I had a client the mm-hmm. other day in with her teenage daughter, and I was giving a facial on the daughter. And we had said something about skincare, and the mom kind of immediately said, well, if they're not recommending it on TikTok, then she's not going to do it. <laughs> so I thought that, that was really... says everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really interesting that um, there's, there's so much going on with TikTok or with influencers that some of the information might be great, but some of it may not be. And it, if you're going to listen to advice listen to professionals, you know, don't, you know, everybody talks like, like, don't get your medical advice from WebMD or whatever. Um, So don't get your skincare advice from somebody who isn't a professional. Get your skincare advice from estheticians, from a dermatologist. Is there, uh, is there anything we have not touched on that you want to make sure that we get in? I know we came down, sat down, introduced the spa and then went the sunscreen. So is there anything that, that you're like, hey, we, we need to talk about that? I would say, I guess one thing that comes up in conversation is like self-care isn't selfish mm-hmm. and people will have gift cards for the spa for years and they're like, oh, I just did, I couldn't get in or whatever. Um, but I, like I said, self-care is not selfish. Um, we are taking care of the health of your skin, but it's also a relaxing treatment, right? It's a way to um, make time for yourself. So yeah, people should definitely come see us. Yeah, I think self-care is the only way to be not selfish, you know, like the, the, because you are putting yourself in a better position to then be able to deliver for others and to be selfless. So. Yes. That's one of the reasons that I love working at the hospital is that we are able to take care of other people who are taking care of -hmm. of people. Mm -hmm. You know, we get to take care of nurses and doctors and administration staff and environmental service workers and everyone, everyone from all over the hospital comes to the spa. And that's our way of taking care of people who take care of people. Uh, Ellie and Kim, thank you very much for coming. It's the Spot Eskenazi Health, fourth floor of the uh, Sydney and Lois Eskenazi Hospital, right at the go to the burn center, but instead take a right, and you're right there at the spa. Uh, you can, um, again, employee pricing. You can find all the information and the current pricing and deals and everything, EskenaziHealth.edu, and also for employees, check eHub. We update that stuff everywhere. And then, again, uh, it's appointment only, so one more time, what's the phone number? 317-880-6880. Appreciate you guys uh, coming in. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, And uh, thanks to Joe, Byron, Rachel. Uh, You can get all of our podcast episodes at SoundCloud or at Apple Apple Podcasts. Uh, And we will check you all next time on the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast.